in football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Alex Becker. Alex, how are you, my man? I am very good, sir. Um, ready for this Broncos Raiders game oh, uh, this weekend. There's a lot of storylines for sure. Uh, super overdue for this one, man. The, the emotional drain on what the season has been with these guys um, is all kind of culminated here to uh, this matchup against the Raiders who, man, um, are in as you know much despair as the Broncos are, you know, the expectations that they had were certainly every bit as high as the expectations that we had when you bring Russell Wilson over here because they were a playoff team last year. And you go ahead and uh, add Devontae Adams, and people are thinking, well, that team's going to take it to the next level. Well, little do they know that um, the Raiders are, again, the second best, uh, second, oh, sorry, the best, the second worst team in the NFL. And then I heard yesterday, kind of broke my little heart, was if the season ended today, um, the pick that the Seahawks got from the Broncos for um, the 2023 draft would be the third overall pick. The third overall That's pick. That's unbelievable. It keeps going down. It's it was a, like nine, and then it was seven. Now it's three. Well, again, as the Broncos keep, you know, a flailing away. What's a flailing means, like Jokic said? Um, it's just put the, uh, the Broncos in such an ugly position and situation i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed for the broncos um there's their head coach and nathaniel hackett now at every turn at every uh, press conference is just kind of talking in circles and kind of putting his foot in his mouth uh talking about if uh, i'm sorry win 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 not not and i mean like w H-E-N, not W-I-N. Like, when this team clicks, when this thing comes together, um, he's not going to be here for that. He's not. He's not going to be here for that. And he never found a way to put the whole thing together. I mean, Alex, man, think about it. What game has there been or games where the whole season I've been waiting for for nine games, the game where Russ throws for three touchdowns and the defense chips in with the score and the Broncos get to, you know, 30 points, 31 points, something like that. They haven't even been close, Alex. Not close. There hasn't been one. And I remember they haven't we're, sniffed it. we were doing the podcast before the Niners game, and that was week three. And we were both thinking, this is going to be the breakout game for Russell Wilson. This is going to be it. And we still have not seen a breakout game. Probably his best game was the game in Vegas against these Raiders, against that poor pass defense. So, I mean, that's got to be a little encouraging facing these guys again, but he has not had a game where he's thrown, you know, two to three touchdowns and thrown for a lot of yards. That just remains to be seen. Um, okay, so it's I, I can't stop the mindset and the conversation leaning towards if the Broncos lose this game, I think Nathaniel Hackett is fired. I said it for about three straight podcasts in a row, but I really believe it with all like my heart and soul that that's where um, the Broncos would be forced to go because right now, man, we're wondering, and I've been wondering the last couple days where this Broncos ownership's voice is. When are we going to hear from the Walter Penn and the Walton Penner group um, about uh, anything? And there's some owners, listen, not every owner's Jerry Jones and goes on the radio every week and talks to the media post-game. Yeah. There's some owners, you know, like, you never see them. You won't see them for years. Hands they off. don't make their hands off. And while they may uh, dictate the firings and the hirings and that kind of stuff, they will put it within the organization, the general manager, to put, you know, the, the word, their word out there. But when you have an owner like Pat Bowen for so long who said, I run the show. I run the show. I run the show. Literally, 
um, and gets up there and says, this one's for John. It's just when you he was the, you know, the heartbeat and the voice of the Broncos as the Broncos became the Denver Broncos. Um, one of the great leaders on a team full of Terrell Davises and Shannon Sharps and John Elways. Uh, Pat Bowen was that kind of guy. So we're used to ownership coming in a different way and shape and form and manner than maybe what the Walter Walton Penner group is willing to provide. And I think depending on what happens in this game here, no, 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 not depending either way. Got to hear from these guys. We got to know. I got to hear it, and you got to tell me this is unsatisfactory. This is unacceptable. This will not continue. Someone ahead has got to roll. Someone's got to get chopped. Um, you got to lay some kind of smackdown um, upon whoever you believe is at fault here. And I think we're the fan base is kind of desperate for it right now. So if they do lose, is there a percentage you would put on it? What are the chances that he is fired? I again, I'd say, uh, and I'm again, it's my percentages in my mind, in my reality of them firing him. So I would say it'd be an eighty to twenty percent, eighty percent fire. Wow. Yeah, I just believe that because of uh, new ownership, uh, because of the. Um, way and the shape and the form that the Broncos have lost these games combined with the expectations of bringing Russell Wilson in here. Um, and, and then again, the, the Raiders factor It's Josh McDaniels. They're the second worst team in all of the NFL record wise. They have two wins. They Once already beat Denver. you. Yep. It's a rivalry game. Again, no other it was, especially when you're a poop team, rivalries kind of do matter when you're really good. No one could kind of beat you. And you know, like everyone wants to be your rival when you have nothing to play for these rivalry games kind of do mean something because for one, you're so desperate to pick up and find a win or a loss, you know, um, losing to the, it, here's, here's what I think. Nathaniel Hackett, if they lose that game to the Raiders, doesn't make it out of Empower Field alive. Mm, I like that. I cannot lose this game. You know what I mean? They lost to a freaking coach that had not coached a game above the high school level last week. You you cannot lose this game without Renfro, without Darren Waller. They are depleted. They are down in the dumps. There was that report that came out two days ago that they can't even fire Josh McDaniels because they're too cash poor. They don't have the money to fire him. And, uh, yeah, that, that's an organization that's in the dumps right now, too. So um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I don't know. How do you think Broncos country is feeling? Do you think they're rooting for the Broncos to lose this game? It's so weird. It can it's be weird. shown the door. We kind of came to that conclusion on the radio show today, and it felt right. a little bit dirty. It was four of four. It was unanimous that we it all said It was all no. of us. Yeah. We said, for one, the first question we said on three, and we'll do it now, do the Broncos win or lose the game? And we said one, two, three. I said no. I you said, said yes. yes. I picked them to win fourteen to nine in the Hooters segment yes. on Wednesday. And then I said, "Do you want the Broncos to lose this game?" And we said one, two, three, yes. yes. And that's that's man, telling. Well, there might be like a two or three percent Broncos fan, Bronco Billy fan, who's like, "You love your team no matter what. How dare you guys?" And they'll go tailgate in any weather, and they could be a winning team or a losing team, and they just love their their team. I need to see what's going to happen if they lose this game. Yeah, you got to look at the big picture. Big, uh, big picture. Yeah, it's more important than winning a game when you're, uh, you know, when you're three and six and pretty much out of the playoff okay, picture. Well, let's, like maybe we got it all wrong. Okay, they win this game and they're four and six. Then you got the Panthers. Uh, then you got the Panthers. You beat the Panthers. You're five and six. But then at that point, 
Schedule you got, gets tough. Yeah, well, you got the Chargers again. You have the Chiefs twice. You have the Cardinals, who are about, you know, desperate and like you are. Uh, you have the Ravens, who are bona fide, uh, you know, playoff contending team again. And am I leaving the Rams off the board or who? I'm one of my Rams team. and Cardinals. Rams and Cardinals. Yeah, the Rams are the one team I didn't mention. Um, who again? Their 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 season's kind of coming apart and falling apart. So say the Rams are winnable and the Cardinals are winnable. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then what? So say you beat the Panthers and you beat the Raiders this weekend. We're only at three wins. I, I can maybe get us to seven if things went right for us. I can't find an eighth and a ninth win in there. I can't either. There isn't one. And they're, they're behind on a lot of these tiebreakers, too, to where if they do have the same record as in Indianapolis, you yeah. know, some of those teams, they're behind the eight ball there. So Well, there are just too many teams. You know, the, um, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, you know? It's like that's two more playoff teams besides the Bills. Uh, the Bengals will probably find a way back to making the playoffs um, in that division as the Ravens win that division. And then um, it looks like, again, the, the, the Titans have that um, division wrapped up. But now this Jeff Saturday, you know, stuff. It's like, is he going to bring them back to 500 and make them sniff around and hang around the playoffs? I'm not so sure. There's just no way, shape, or form the Broncos make the playoffs. I mean, it's like the unimaginable, miraculous, unbelievable uh, Dolphins winning seven straight games after losing or, you know, losing seven straight games would have to happen. There's no, nothing in anybody's mind, logically, that would make anybody think the Broncos could turn this thing around. No That's way. how bad it's we been. We can't even They're score a close. touchdown. I can't. They're not they can't close. score. No, they can't. They can't, man. Um, we have a caller, Max Payne, and he calls him this show, and he called him the show last week, and he goes, well, if there's one thing the Broncos do well, it's nine points. Nobody scores nine points like the Broncos do. <laughs> They're the best at it. And what did they do this week, this last weekend? They scored ten points. I mean, it just um, – it's a tough position and place to be in. And I'm never a call for a guy's firing unless it just makes so, so much logical sense and you can't run from it. That doesn't mean my philosophy is um, let guys stick around and, you know, it takes some time and Rome wasn't built in a day. I don't believe that either. But I'm not the simple, you know, the simple answer of let's just fire this guy kind of, um, um, you know, as, a, as the answer kind of guy. So, um, man, the, the last thing is the Evero factor. You have a guy who's going to be a future NFL head coach on this roster no already. Doubt. No uh, doubt. You know, on your coaching staff. So you have to get a good look and see what this guy's capable of because he's already yours. You already can be nego- – if, if it works out and you really like him and you think, well, man. It, well, for one, that's how life works. You know, it's like right when you're invested in something and you're expecting something to go kind of right and it goes completely wrong. Well, maybe what you should have been kind of had your eye on or the direction you should have been going or the notion or your eyes should have been open to something else might just be right under your nose. You know what I mean? It's like, I just think that's kind of how life works. When something bad happens, you keep grinding. You'll get an opportunity kind of around the corner. But also like sports is like life. You don't get too high. Because it can, you know, kind of turn on you and kind of, you know, instantly, you know. Uh, and while life and sports don't always, you know, coordinate to, well, you know, it's just sports. And it's, you know, life is kind of life. In Broncos country, the Broncos are life. And my Broncos life right now isn't one <laughs> worth living. Oh, gosh. It's sad. It's despicable. I hate it. I'm so kind of crushed about how this season has gone. Um, I had so much hope and the expectations were so, so high. Um, 
the Broncos have nowhere to go other than fire this guy. See what this defensive coordinator has. We're making comparisons to him being the next Mike Tomlin. And those are just kind of words, but also everything in, you know, um, in life and his sports is about a comp, a previous history, um, another situation that was, you know, a team or that was in the same boat in the same situation that found its way back or out. That's it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Maverick Sports real quick. The Maverick Sports app, download it. Go to the Maverick Sports website if you want to get a little look and feel and taste of what um, they have to offer you. $750 sign-up bonus, which is about as good as it gets in the whole game. Um, whether you got 50 bucks or that $750, i would go deposit it and try to um, you know, hit a home run or a grand slam right away. And if you don't, well, then you got all your money back. Um, to try to maybe be a little more conservative with. I put those parlays together, man. When I hit them, it's good. It's real good. Um, but sometimes I, I realize I got to just be straight up better on stuff. Maybe instead of putting those three bets, bets together in a parlay, uh, I just put 25 and 25 and 25 and try to hit two out of the three because anyone who's missed a three-leg parlay knows it's, you know, it's that last leg. That, that third leg. That third leg, the third leg, like the podcast, um, that comes back to kind of haunt you and bites you. But uh, also... Shout out Total Beverage, TotalBev.com. Those two gigantic superstores are world-class, second to none. Uh, the service, the quality, the prices, man, they are really, really good. You'll get it. You'll, you'll get it, and you'll feel why they're different from, like, the corner liquor store, which every now and then you might have to go, you know, grab a 12-pack from there. But if you do that often, well, you're, you're costing yourself, you know, about five or six or seven bucks every 12-pack, every case, every bottle of wine, every bottle of champagne. It adds up quick in Total Beverage, man. Um, you'll see it, and you'll feel it, and you'll get your value, and you'll think, man, this is like my liquor store. I love these guys. Uh, a couple more I want to shout out to. Uh, Platte River Mortgage, Sean Sedita, um, Two decades strong, a brand that has been um, landing dream homes for people as a mortgage guy when other people's mortgage companies are failing them through five, six, seven offers on houses. He will find a way. That brand is so strong, and these realtors and these companies, man, they know who they're dealing with with Sean Sadid and Platte River Mortgage. Love him. Love those guys. Um, that's it. One more, Mike Stadium Sports Cards. I want to shout him out because they're having like a 30th year anniversary of this sports card shop that when sports cards were just cardboard to now they're, you know, they make a metal and gold and silver and have autographs all over them and jersey cards and patches and logo swatches and dual autographs of LeBron and Michael Jordan cards that are worth literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. What sports cards has become is pretty wicked. Uh, that's kind of it. Um, a little a bit of final thoughts here before we get out of here on a football Friday. Alex Becker, where could I find you on Twitter? Uh, a Becker Sports on okay. Twitter. You do a good job, man. Um, Alex produces the radio show for here uh, here that we do at Mile High Sports every day. He's like a, more like a co-host, but man, all the things that he does to put the Sounds, the music, uh, everything together. I mean, he does the job of, like, two and a half guys. And then he's, you know, um, we we bring him into the show for all of his good sports takes and stuff as well. Um, thanks for, for all that, Alex. You're a stud, bro. Oh, thank you. Hey, I could tell I could tell this season is it's getting you sad. It's bringing you down. It is. Just like I could tell the Mondays after a, ga- after a Sunday game, you know, normally we'd want to break it all down. And it's just like the vibe just – it's you've been down the last couple of I like of the Mondays. way you put it. 
And it's true. And I uh, mean, it's like one thing we're known for is like the energy yeah. and the vibe. And you, you kind of hit it on the head. This week after that last loss. That game against uh, the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. It became a little bit of what I've been feeling like the last couple of years. And we did the Broncos Blitz podcast last year. And man, all we did was come in here and talk about um, what life would be like outside of Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, woulda, coulda, shoulda, and just felt sorry for ourselves. And an offensive coach. And when we started doing this podcast this season, before the season started, man, I was hype. I was fired up. I was thrilled and happy to do it. I'm not not happy to do it now, man. We get to come in here and do stuff like this, like for work, and it's really cool. And we, um, we don't take anything for granted, but it is hard to get up and be motivated and come in here and try to put that Broncos, you know, orange and blue smile on for you guys when it's just such, you know, this whole franchise is such a uh, mess right now in disarray. But as we know, and as we've seen, and we'll kind of sign off with this, the Dolphins weren't much of a team last year, and they have totally um, have had a renaissance, um, including what has happened with the career of, of Tua. It's been an incredible story. The Vikings were like an eight-win team for the last couple of years, maybe a seven-win team one, one, you know, a lot, uh, two years ago. They're the hottest team in the NFL right now with a signature, huge signature victory over the Bills. Maybe everyone in America's favorite NFL team. That's not their own team, okay? Yeah. And then um, the Giants may be the best-case situation because there are no talent hacks with a, a quarterback and Danny Dimes who no one really liked in the first place, let alone he's shown for three years he was just an average quarterback. And Saquon Barkley, who was as touted as you know one of the last great highly drafted running backs, has held a total resurgence in his career. And look what the Giants are with Brian Dayball. Those three coaches, man, um, brand new to their teams. It didn't come along with a brand new quarterback. They didn't get a number one overall pick in Burrow. Everything was relatively the same except for their presence. So I think another head coaching coming here with the Broncos and in one season turning this thing around as I like it as desperate as we are, right? I like it. Yeah, a lot of parallels there. So um, when do you do the walk off walk podcast? You guys uh, have a break from that. We recorded on Tuesday just all the MLB awards this week. We had to get one in. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys should probably still try to do like one or two a month because they're good. It's you know kind of never ending around here, and definitely the walk off walk's not a Rockies podcast. So it's not like, well, what are we going to talk about? You guys talk all kind of good baseball stuff. You and Andrew do a good job with that. Where can they find that podcast? Uh, that's uh, on Twitter at walk off walk. We usually tweet it out from the Mile High Sports account too. Okay. So check that out. All right. Uh, that's guys it, man. being dudes. Yeah, just called baseball dudes. Baseball's different. Talking about baseball is a little different. Yeah, you know, basically, you know, football's like it's like religion here in a job. You have to do it. You know, baseball. It's you know, you do it from like the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the Rockies. It's just the same old sentiment. So it is. But uh, that's it. We appreciate you guys. We're going to do one more podcast uh, tomorrow, a Saturday podcast. So real quick, you gave us your picks, Alex. Uh, we heard it um, over the show for the week, and then we had the Hooters girls in on Wednesday that you make those picks too. One final pick. Give me a little bit of what you see happening inside this game in like a minute and a half. Okay, 14-9 to nine is my final score. Broncos, I think the defense just continues to show up and show out. They could get Baron Browning back this week. I just think they get after Derek Carr. They make his life miserable. Might even make him cry on the podium again after the game. Um, and they do a better job against Josh Jacobs. He gashed him last game, like yeah, 150 yards. So the defense is going to do what they've been doing. Um, you know, best, de best scoring defense in the well, NFL. Defense wins this game for the Broncos? I think it does. Okay. I think uh, they have to. Right? They get a key turnover, and that sets up an offensive touchdown. 
and um, Russ is shaky. Dude, and the defense average. might even have to score seven points. If that's what I think. Get to like seventeen points themselves to win the game. Yeah, or twenty points to beat these Raiders, who probably find a way to sixteen or seventeen points. I'm with you. Yeah, so I think they get a key turnover. The Raiders look terrible too, and it's just another Broncos game that goes uh, under. I'm on the under again. In a league where like one team could look like look at man the the Bengals for example have looked really bad. It's mean, it looked like the Broncos three or four times this season scoring about 10, 13 points. Yeah. And then they've had three or four games where they went there and scored 35 and just looked like world beaters. Um, a lot of teams have done that this season, good teams and bad teams, mm-hmm. including the Raiders. The Broncos have been so consistently below average and boring and lackluster and not good enough. Their product has looked the same exact for nine straight weeks. has been the it same really exact product. Um, it stinks. I the Broncos find a way to lose this game. Um, you know, sixteen to ten, sixteen to thirteen won't be good enough. I hope that Nathaniel Hackett is fired, and that sounds really cruel. And I don't mean it like that because the guy will have made a lot of money. He'll go on to have another job, successful. Uh, maybe someday, three, four, five years after he builds the brand back up, he'll get another chance to be a head coach again. But not, it can't be here anymore. We got to move on, and that's it. Alex, More penalties, probably. A yeah. lot more undisciplined stuff. They're yeah. not, you know, he's not, he's not the guy for the job. Yeah. It's just kind of that simple. Alex, good stuff, man. Appreciate you all week. We'll see you um, next Monday for a short week. Thanksgiving, we got Thursday and Friday off. So Monday could be an interesting one. Monday's we'll we'll be see a, what happens. Listen, I'll tell you, no matter what, Monday's going to be a big show it's for gonna us. It's going to be a big one. I'm, I'm excited, man. All right, for Alex Becker, I'm Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.